0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. It is Tuesday, January 11th, and on Monday, we had a chance to hear from a few members of the defense for their end-of-season press conferences. We'll hear from Cody Barton, Thigh Arms, Al Woods, and DJ Reed. We'll get to Coach Pete Carroll. We'll get to the offense a little bit later this week, but let's start out with Cody Barton, who talked about how the linebacking group grew over the course of the year.
1: Just me personally over the past couple of years, three years actually, just learning from Bobby over these past few years, as well as Jordan. And uh, um, talking about these years specifically, you know, we've learned a lot about each other. We've grown, you know, very close as friends. And, um, you know, it's, it's just been a fun ride this year.
0: Cody also shared what his plans are for this offseason.
1: Yeah, I'll take the next, you know, couple of weeks to unwind. Um, I'll go back this week, back to Utah, visit the family, see my niece and nephew. Uh, my parents, my siblings and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I might take a little vacation somewhere, somewhere warm, get out of the snow. And then after that, you know, I'll just get back to work. Um, you know, I'll start, I'll, I'll, I'll go through and watch the, this last season again and, and study that for a few weeks. And then, I don't know, towards like mid-February, I'll, I'll start working on 2022 and just uh, go down to Florida, start training in the sun, you know, get some fishing in and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, go from there.
0: Next up is Al Woods, who reflected on how the 2021 season went for him.
2: Man, it was awesome. Um, you know, it, all I can say it was awesome. You know, I had God on my side the whole time. And, you know, it was one of them things where it was like it was everything just was clicking. I felt good. Um, I still feel good. So, uh, you know, I just had a conversation with John and them 15 minutes ago. And they asked me what I wanted to do. And I told them I wanted to come back. So we're going to see how that worked. But uh I'm still ready to
0: roll. Old Thigh Arms also shared what he thinks makes the Seahawks organization special.
2: Uh, I mean, for one, man, it's just the honesty, you know, the level of honesty and the communication that we have that you can, you know, you can be honest with them. You don't have to lie and and try to limp your way through something. If you say, hey, man, look, my shoulder ain't feeling good today, Um, you know, I think it's best that I rest today and I'll practice tomorrow. And it's like, all right, cool, no problem. You know, just make sure you're out, out there for you know, the run period so you can see your plays and see what you need to see and then go get in the pool and work your show dot and make sure you're good for Sunday. Um, so that's one of the main things that I think is is a great thing here is the level of honesty and respect that they have for us and we have for them. Um, but just the pure energy, man, it's never a dull day. You know, that's the awesome part. It's never a dull day. Like, you know, you can come in and always have fun and express yourself. and that's, And that's that in itself
0: is unique. And lastly, let's hear from DJ Reed, who... It's worth noting, was ranked as the 10th best corner in the NFL by Pro Football Focus for the 2021 season. Reed spoke about how the cornerback group managed a high amount of turnover at the position this year.
3: Yeah, I thought we adapted well, just in training camp. The guys that we had and playing in the season, you know, we had basically a new roster at DB. Like things changed, personnel changed. Um, John brought different guys in and they adapted quick. And, you know, that's credit to uh, my position coach, Andre Curtis and Shed. They did a good job just preparing us. Um, Since I've been here, Andre Curtis, he's been a great mentor and coach for me just as far as not really teaching me because I already knew how to play corner, but just giving me a a foundation of what they want here and making it very clear what they want out of the corners as far as technique and everything. So um, he did a great job for me personally and I feel like for the other guys as well.
0: That top ten ranking by pff is definitely gonna help out read who is going to be a free agent this offseason.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just talked to John and we had a good conversation. Like, I definitely wanna stay here, but you know, obviously the price has to be right. Um, I'm gonna go to free agency and basically like I'm not saying the highest bidder. I wanna see I wanna look at everything as far as the organization, um, what type of scheme I'm going into. Am I setting myself up for success, et cetera, et cetera? But For me personally, you know, I love Seattle, so we'll see what happens.
0: And finally, DJ had an update on Quandre Diggs State.
3: Well, he responded. He just said, I love you. Um, God has a plan for me. You know what I'm saying? It's not about our plan. It's about God's plan. So for him to say that in the midst of what he's been through is a testimony and a testament to who he is as a a person and his true character. And um, he's just a different breed, man. I think guys don't understand... The type of guy he is, like he jokes around and stuff, but he has a great relationship with God. And um, like that, that really showed me like through what he just went through, like he's still he's he's good. He's level headed. He's he's doing fine mentally. So that's a testimony to him.
0: You know what? Let's take a look at some of the defensive statistical leaders from this season. The top three tacklers were Jordan Brooks with 184 tackles. Bobby Wagner with 170 and Quandre Diggs with 94. Carlos Dunlap led the way in terms of sacks with eight and a half. Daryl Taylor and Rasheem Green weren't far behind though, six and a half each. Even though he led with sacks, Dunlap did not have the most tackles for a loss. That crown went to Jordan Brooks, who had 10 compared to Dunlap's eight. Daryl Taylor was third with seven. And in the defensive backfield, meanwhile, DJ Reed led the way with 10 passes defensed. Sidney Jones had nine, and Quandre Diggs had seven. Diggs, though, he had the most interceptions with five. Jamal Adams and DJ Reed each had two. And kind of a crazy stat, no Seahawks player forced more than one fumble, although nine players forced one each. Kerry Hyder Jr. was the only player to recover more than one with two recoveries. Hopefully in the next few weeks, we can get Clinton together along with the guys from the Seahawks nest and Adam Emmert as all five of us at the beginning of the season, we made our picks for some of these stats and a lot more stats, too. So I'm curious to see who is going to come out in the lead in terms of points on that. That's going to be an upcoming show here soon, I'm sure. That's going to do it for today's show, though. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore C-O-N-N. Up at FieldGoals.com, we have the Week 18 unheralded player of the game. That's by John Fraley, and it's a player who is going to be a free agent this offseason. So check that out, fieldgoals.com. Mookie Alexander has some of the limited details on Geno Smith's arrest on suspicion of DUI. You can find that on the site as well. I'll be back with Clinton Bonner. We're going to be doing three in, three out. Stay tuned for that. And until next time, go Hawks.